Hey, it's Ron McLean. Welcome to Hockey Talk on the Rock. With Laura and Keith. It's interesting. So let's back up a second. He played absolutely out of his mind. It made no sense to me. And now, here are your hosts. All right, we are back doing Hockey Talk on the Rock, episode number 96. And uh, December 28th, coming to the end of 2022, almost at the halfway point of the year. We're going to talk Canucks. We've got five games since we last spoke to each other about this stuff on the interweb. <laughs> and uh, and we'll look at some of our maybe hot takes uh, from coming into the year and just anything else pops up. So, yeah, Canucks, two and three in the last five. Yeah, so, I mean... I feel like this was going to be a much darker episode and then um, the Pedersen game, as I'm calling it, happened and things kind of changed around. But there's the two 5-1 losses at home that were depressing, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. So first one was to Winnipeg. Winnipeg, then St. Louis, right? Then St. Louis, that's who it was. And, yeah, just really not great efforts. Patterson didn't play in either of them, and it was noticeable that he wasn't there. And it is frustrating because you are paying a bunch of players a lot of money, you know, to to be the guys, <laughs> you know. And when you take him out of the lineup, it was just like there was such a a big hole, and it was just depressing, basically. And then... You know, you have the uh, the game against Seattle and Boudreaux's like, oh, he might not play. He's still not feeling great. He hasn't skated in six days. And he comes back, he puts up five points, and he scores the shootout winner to beat Seattle. So that was, like, the game that, for me, it was, like, <laughs> I think I texted you during it, like, I need to rant. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Pedersen basically single-handedly changed it. And I was like, okay, this team is fun. I like watching this team. Well, that game wasn't like incredibly frustrating until he took over because like Seattle would get a couple goals, then Vancouver would get one, and then yeah. like right away Seattle would get it right back. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, like you can say like, oh, it's Martin Jones and it's Seattle, but it was still like it was fun. And then we had them beat Edmonton the following night, which was probably more impressive, like in terms of a team, because I mean Edmonton should be the better team over Seattle. They're not right now, but they should be. And we were playing, uh, Colin Delia played, got his first start, his second win um, for the Canucks this season. And he looked all right. Like, again, like no one, none of the goalies for the Canucks have played great this year, but I thought I was afraid when I heard that Delia was playing the back-to-backs, you know, against McDavid. And you start thinking like, this could be really bad, but he held his own. He played pretty well. And the Canucks were able to kind of rally together and get the win. Horvat had four points that night. And it was a more, I'd say, dominant game for the whole team. Whereas, like, the game against Seattle really was Patterson. So that was nice. And it was fun to leave into Christmas on a happy note. And I always liked beating Edmonton. So that was also happy. Yep. And then we come back against San Jose and the Canucks win 5-1 on home ice, which is a nice story as opposed to losing 5-1 on home ice which seems to be what they normally do and i mean all this to say is i feel like it's the same story the connects can beat these teams that aren't great and then when they play teams that are good they kind of don't show up um mind you like technically right now seattle and edmonton are 
in playoff spots or Edmonton might not be, but they're very close. So those are like slightly higher caliber than the teams the Canucks are normally beating. But this next stretch of games that they got going on, they're playing a lot on the road. They're playing a lot against playoff teams. Um, they've got some back-to-back. So this will be, I think, the stretch that really tells us if the Canucks are legitimately back in the playoff hunt or if this is all just still a mirage. And obviously it raises the question again of what they're going to do with Bo Horvat because, like, <laughs> I'm starting to think now they're going to end up re-signing him which I'm personally against, and it's not because I don't like him. I just, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. But I'm starting to think that if he keeps putting up this many points, his back-to-back four-point nights, with the ownership that they have, are they going to really walk away from him? Yeah, and I mean, uh, what at what cost, you know? Yeah. At what cost? Yeah. I, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I, I'm... I'm betting they're kicking themselves with a Millery signing and not trading him because, yeah. well, whatever. Anyways, yeah, it would be one hell of a, a deadline package if, if they decide to move on from him. Yeah, and I think it does. It does matter where they are, which is why this next little bit here until until the trade deadline really is going to play such a big role in the future of the team. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens, but it's going to be definitely interesting. I know they brought up on the broadcast of the intermission yesterday what they're going to do with Kuzmenko because that's the other one that people are starting to ask questions about. I'm kind of of the belief with Kuzmenko. I doubt that he signed here in the summer if they hadn't at least talked about what like the parameters of the next deal would be. So kind of being like, you know, if you score 50 points, we'll give you this. If you score 70, we'll give you this kind of thing. Yeah. So I I think that Kuzmenko they're gonna resign. I'd be really shocked if they move on from him. But again, maybe maybe if they totally fall out of it, they start looking at everything. But right now they're in it again, and we'll see how long they stay in it. <laughs> Tom will tell he would be also very connect to have them go through the season and make the playoffs and lose in the first round, and Horvat walks away for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's worst nightmare. Yeah. Um, yeah we'll see i think they play again tomorrow night is that right they do they play winnipeg again so that'll be a big game and then calgary on saturday which will also be a big game um but yeah they're they're, all big games they're all big games now for the canucks seems like they always are it's kind of nice to see i mean minus the the back-to-back five one losses that like the offense is picking it up enough to do what they have to do because like whether it's spencer martin or thatcher demko like they're letting in a lot of goals this year whereas like last year that was kind of the bread and butter thing was like well not both goalies but demko for sure is stealing games and keeping them in every game whereas like you know martin looks okay but he'll let in like four or five goals a game or something yeah yeah he he's a funny he he does seem to make big saves and then he'll let in like that goal from center or not center, but almost center where I was like, I think I'm over the Canucks, Yeah. <laughs> but that kind of goal. And then he makes like this brilliant stop. And you're like, where are you at? Totally. He's, he's a backup goalie. And I think we all know that. And he's probably playing way too much for what he should play right now. And it's, it's starting to show there is a book on him now. He's the people are going like top glove side on him. 
quite often. And that happens right with every goalie once they've played enough. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have for the Canuckleheads. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, it's now past Christmas and the trade freeze of the rosters is over. And as always, you know, we're two, almost, what, two months away from the trade deadline. So they're starting to talk about UFAs and where they're going to go and two massive contract UFAs that are both helping underwhelming seasons but are on a terrible team are Taves and Kane. Yeah, and um, the talk around them, like Kane, there's always like the list of teams. Like, where's he going to go? It could be here. Yep. It could be here. I think the Rangers is talked about the most. Yeah, uh, the Rangers in Toronto, I see all the time. Which is weird. Like he, like what I read today, he's on pace for like 12 goals this year. Like yeah. he's like one of the worst years of his career. Of his career, yeah. And then like it seems like for a year they've been talking about Taves to Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the only way I can see that happening is if they broker in a third team to take a bunch of the money to make yeah. it work. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with those two because that's going to be like the end of a dynasty. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I keep hearing with tapes like Colorado if they don't go after Bo. Right. Which I could also see because they would have the money right now anyway because of their injuries to do it. Um. But yeah um uh, chicago will be fascinating to watch because they're they're obviously in it for bedard um yeah right now um i I can't remember how many games they won in december but they're they're given some competition to (laughs) to you know the other bottom feeders down there to anaheim basically yeah Uh, so we'll see and bedard who had Seven three goals. goals yeah three goals and four assists today i mean it was germany but still <laughs> really crazy this canucks fan is crying <laughs> yeah it's never would, gonna happen i would like it wouldn't kill me if you ended up in anaheim i'd feel better about it than arizona or chicago but whatever um it's gotta be vancouver yeah so Friend in the stars yeah uh, all I've got is looking at some hot takes. Okay. Since we're halfway through the season. Okay. Um, and I, I admittedly went more conservative this year than I have in past years. Okay. So I feel kind of good about it right now is what I'm trying to say. I gotcha. My, my 10 hot takes leading into the season. Number one, Jake Vertanen gets a PTO around training camp. And he did. He didn't make the Oilers, but he had a PTO. Yeah. Um, Matthew Tuchuk finishes with more points than Jonathan Huberdeau, which is right so far. Yeah. But Calgary finishes with more points than Florida. And I don't know off the top of my head if that's right, but that's got to be darn close. I think it's right right now. It is right? Uh, let's check. <laughs> um, while you're doing that, the next one was Matt Murray has a better year statistically than Jack Campbell. I think it's safe to say that one's looking good. Yep. Um, Calgary and Montreal come together on a trade. Sees Sean Monaghan going to Montreal. Got that part right. Yep. But I had Calgary getting Mike Hoffman back <laughs> in the deal, which he did yep. not. Yep. Uh, Philadelphia will be right in the mix with Chicago and Arizona for the Connor Bernard sweepstakes. I think, there. I think it's safe to say they're they're bottom five. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, Ottawa starts strong, pays a high price to acquire Chicharin, and then still misses the playoffs. Uh, I, I don't know if they started strong. No. So that one's kind of out to lunch. Yeah. Um, another one I might need you to look up is Claude Giroux will have more points this season with Ottawa than Philly's highest scoring player. I'm gonna. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, let's check it out. Did you did did you see where Calgary is in relation? Yeah, to Florida? you were correct. Right now, Calgary has like three more points than Florida. Nice. So you're going. You're in the right trend. So so far, that's pretty good. I, I'd give myself like you know five out of six there, or six out of seven, or whatever I'm at. Um, I've got Ovechkin reclaims the Rocket Richard Trophy. Yep. So pretty he, close right now. Yeah, he's in the th- he's in the 20s with goals, but I think McDavid has 30. Right. Yep. So not far off. Uh the Rangers fail to make the playoffs and they've had a tumultuous season. It's still a possibility. Yep. And not, last... it's slightly off on the Giroux one right now, but it's pretty close. 32 is what Konechny has. He is uh and Giroux has 29. Oh, so close. Yeah. Um, and then my last one is probably the most incorrect one with Thatcher Demko will be a vet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> one's probably some... the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. It would take a miracle for that to happen. So, you know, it's looking okay. I'd give myself like seven out of 10 maybe at this point, but there's still a long ways to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have your hot takes or is that? I don't have them on me right now, so I'll have to do it next week. But okay, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. I mean, unless there's any other speculation that you can think of that was worth mentioning. I don't think so right now. That's all we got. All right. Well, tomorrow night is another Canucks game, and next week will probably be another episode. And yeah. you might be in Italy by then, so hopefully. Who one of us might be really tired or you never know how that goes yeah we'll see how it goes so all right well this has been episode 96 hockey talk on the rock Woo!